Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in for the 5-0 Show. I am Jamie Rothschild, and it is an honor to come back to you each and every week. First of all, before we get started, I want to thank a couple people. Ed, thank you, our producer, for doing this each and every week and bearing with us. Uh, and I want to thank my guests. John Dennison, who's a repeat guest. John, thanks for being here. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. And James Ward. Now, his title is Lieutenant, and Lieutenant James Ward is what we call him at work. Well, I guess Lieutenant Ward. Uh, LT, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. So, John, I have to give you a hard time because I tell people you are like the guy smiley of police work. Every time I see you, you're like, hey, uh, you know what? So gregarious, so outgoing. But it actually, you make it work. Have you always been like that? I don't think always. I think I just find that, um, you know, there's a lot of different things in my life that I have to be thankful for. I'm super blessed. Um, and if you just go out there, be happy, joyful, meet people with a smile, um, it goes a long, long way. Okay, now you're doing the opposite. Now you're going to, like, traffic guy, like, there's scattered darkness throughout the evening. Like, normally you're just that guy. And one of the things that I appreciate about you is you're not afraid to say, and I'm going to embarrass you, I love you. To your friends, to the people who mean something to you, you say on multiple occasions, like, I love you, man. Or Guys are not good at that. It's but, true. But cops seem to be better at that because of a loss that we suffered have you always been that guy or are you just like no look the older i get i just i, I just don't want to leave any stone unturned you know i think i've always been one of those guys that um in a squad you get really tight-knit or in a group or you you really look to other people for support um after the death of david glasser i think that was tremendous in saying hey I love you, and I want to make sure that people know that. Even if, you know, I, say, I sometimes say, uh, I'll miss you. Like, you're going away just for, like, a brief moment. Like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm, oh, I'll miss you. And it gets a chuckle, but I, genuinely, I, I, I do love you. I do miss you if you're, if you're gone, um, and I care about you. So you're talking about David Glasser. He was one of our officers who unfortunately was killed in the line of duty. But one of the coolest legacies that he left was he was notorious for saying, I love you. And not the typical love you, man. Like he would say, I love you. And that really grew legs after he passed away. And I think that's such a cool legacy. And I love that you do that. I have never told you this, but there's several times I'm talking on the phone. And my wife's like, who was that? Because I'm like, I, I love you too. Um, <laughs> but I love that you never take it out. You never miss an opportunity to tell people they mean something. Because that really is a very cool legacy. It really is. And I love how you always uh, one-up me a little bit and say, I love you more. I love you. I do love you more. I learned that from another radio talk show host. So today we have a guest with us that, John, that you get to work with. Uh, James Ward is a lieutenant at the Academy. And so we talk all the time about, you know, recruitment and we want amazing men and women to sign up for this career. And I don't know if they really know what the Academy is. I think a lot of us people ask, well, do you go home every night? Is it like the military? So before we talk about what recruitment is and what recruitment isn't and what life of the Academy is, um, Lieutenant Ward, when did you know that you wanted to be in law enforcement? I've actually wanted to be in law enforcement since I was about five years old. Uh, one of a close family friend neighbor um, 
he when I would get out of school, he was actually my babysitter. And so uh, I'd get out of like kindergarten, first grade, and he was actually a Phoenix police sergeant. And I remember at a young age, while I was waiting for my parents to get home and he was watching me, he was a motor sergeant and he would uh, shine his boots. And uh, he taught me how to shine boots at like age six. And uh, I've always looked up to him and he was someone that I always wanted to mimic and uh, grew up my entire life wanting to be a Phoenix police officer. So let's be honest. Uh, I grew, I'm older than, than you guys, unfortunately, but... I grew up watching a show called Chips, and if you've never seen Chips, it was about the California Highway Patrol and these two motor officers, Ponch and John. It made police work, and particularly being a motor, look amazingly cool. Did you ever get a chance to watch that when you were younger? I've seen Chips a few times, yeah. And so part of, if you've ever seen a motor driving around, what one of the things they take pride in is the, the cleanliness of their motorcycle and their boots. So uh, we tell people all the time, if you ever get a chance to thank the men and women who do this job and you see a motor, please tell them thank you because they are out there in horrendous heat uh, doing a job, trying to reconstruct accidents and make people safer. They, they really are, are heroes. So you grew up being surrounded by that, that mentor, that role model. And then at some point, I'm guessing during the teenage years, you had to make a decision, right? I either hang out with everybody who's doing stuff or I stay dedicated to the craft I want to join. Was that a hard decision? No. Uh, this has always been the eye on the prize. I always wanted to join the Phoenix Police Department. And uh, all the way through high school and college, it's uh, it's something that I kept myself on task and uh, always focused for. Uh, when I finished college, uh, at the age of 21, I was able to uh, get on the force. And I was the youngest in my academy class and been here since. I hate that you brought up the word young. And here's why. I met John when we were teaching in a classroom, and it was a class of high school students, and John was one of our students. And and nothing makes me feel older than seeing John, although I'm incredibly proud of him and I'm so happy uh, that he's gone so far. You have the opportunity now to work with, I'll say younger because I'm older, younger men and women who are signing up to do this job. That's got to be a daunting task because you were in their shoes once. Oh, very much so. So what is it like to look at them and, you know, where do you go from there? How do you encourage them yet make them stronger and better and maybe stronger is not the right word, but give them the skills they need to succeed? So at the academy, we're blessed. We have a lot of of, um, highly motivated um, staff, uh, class sergeants, recruit training officers who have a lot of experience who – uh, have set their their career goals to training uh, the future of our department uh, to keep our community safe. And so they make my life very easy as the lieutenant, just kind of overseeing that program. But they're very focused and driven on making sure that uh, our new officers coming out are prepared for uh, everything to come and um, identify ways that we can serve the community. And I think that's really important because when we talk about service, uh, when I started, Service meant one thing, and and now technology, their workload, everything's changed, everything's different. But the one thing that has remained the same is we want those individuals who are dedicated to serve, serve something greater than themselves and someone other than themselves. Do you ever stand there and look at the academy and kind of look around and think, man, this it's humbling because I remember going through this. Every time I drive through the gates of the academy, I think I think back to when I was driving through as a recruit and the uh, overwhelming stress that I felt and the nerves of this is what I've always wanted to do. Uh, I'm finally here and I will do anything in my power to succeed. And so driving through those gates now, even uh, even this morning as I was driving in, I still get that uh, that that oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm actually here doing this. I'm just I'm very blessed and uh, I. I 
I hope that in 20 years, one of those recruits comes through and is in my position and still looking back going, wow, I've come so far and this is something that is so awesome to do every day. I'm grateful. And and now you're the one making other people nervous. So it came full circle. (laughs) John, one of the things I think you're unparalleled about is your enthusiasm towards this career and service. Uh, What's the key in any career? What's been the key for you to maintain that level of enthusiasm and uh, hard work ethic. You're you're one of the guys when people have projects and ideas, they go, hey, bring John on board. He just gets stuff done. How do you maintain that level of, I, I've never seen you burn out. Uh, and thankfully. Um, but honestly, so Lieutenant Ward here is shaking his head. Uh, yes to that. Um, I, I just find this drive, this motivation and service. Um, I love that when some, if somebody comes to me with either a, a project or a problem or needs something, I just like to be there for them. Like, hey, I don't, I might not know the answer, but we can definitely figure this out together. Or I know somebody that can help us. I'm very motivated and driven to help other people, whether whether it's on the street, I felt like that way, or it's in more of an administrative setting and we're getting some projects done. Um, either way, I want to be there to help others. You know, it's funny because uh, having worked in the restaurant and other places, uh, I'm, I try to tune into customer service. And when we see amazing customer service, we want to reward that. We tell the manager, we'll do an online service. We'll leave a larger gratuity, whatever that is. Your attitude and your approach to everything you do is customer service. Because I've seen you on times go, you know what? I don't know the answer, but let's figure it out together. I've never once seen you say, not my issue, not my problem. Go look elsewhere. I've never, ever seen you do that. And I think part of it, I'm guessing, I know that your faith and your family are very important to you. Does that play a big role in how you treat others at work? Tremendously. It Relationship is where it starts. You got to see other people, where they're coming from, um, the shoes that they're walking in, the lives that they're living in the moment, um, and see past just either the mask that they're wearing or the uniform that they're wearing and just see them as a, as a person. And then that's where you're, that's where it goes back to like love. It's like you see them as a person, as a human, and you can't help but say, I love you. Just because I believe I'm right doesn't mean that you're wrong, right? So you have that empathetic view of saying, look, I, I may not understand it, but I want to see it from your viewpoint and how do we march forward together. Is that fair to say? Yeah, let's find some common ground to talk about it. Yeah, and I have a, I have a deeper appreciation for how you did that because we shared an office for a time. We and did, every, yes. Every, until you left us. And every engagement, <laughs> which you were only too glad to do, every engagement you had, it was like you, you cherished that opportunity. I, I, I've never saw you look at a watch unless you were talking to me. You, uh, <laughs> you turned away from the computer. You always made the person in front of you feel like they were the most important person at that time. Is that a conscious effort? Yes. I think part of that, um, so is I, I have a master's degree in leadership and some of that is like other people pointing out things. You find other leaders that do really good things and go, I'm going to mimic that. Mm. I didn't come up with that idea. Somebody else showed that to me and went, Oh, that's how I can show somebody that I'm being attentive. I I care about them and I care about what they're saying to go back to your other point about the office. Actually, I think you kicked me out of the office. You moved in. And then moved me out. You know that there was a, a very foggy time. I don't remember. <laughs> Lieutenant, um, you now are asked to, it, John brought up leadership, and he's absolutely right. But now you're asked to not only make the people who get to the academy more successful, to make them as effective as they can be, but you also have the additional responsibility of keeping your eye out. Although you're certainly not a recruiter, you kind of are. If you had to tell people who we're looking for, who we want to join the law enforcement ranks, Who's our candidate? 
We are looking for people in from the community, from all walks of life, who have a desire and a drive to serve to serve those in need. I mean, uh, we we as a department are ever changing. We understand that law enforcement nationally is going through something, and we need to be be watching what's occurring and recruiting people who want to come in and um, identify problems that are occurring nationally and serving those in the community and making sure that what's happening on a national scale is maybe not happening preventing it from ever happening here, serving the community as a whole. And and the listeners who's ever heard the show probably get sick of hearing this. I say the worst time to make a friend is when you need a friend. When we go out and we serve the community and we spend time working with, listening to, uh, and even at times sharing bread with the community members we serve, I, we're just all better. Can either of you begin to put into words that look when you're in uniform, a new officer, you walk into a convenience store, some kid sees you, a little kid sees you, I mean, you feel like you're a, how do you describe that? I always felt like I was 100 feet tall, and I clearly am not. I I love it. I, I, and maybe it's because I have kids, too. Like, you see them, and they see you, and you. Just, I just want to interact. I want to give them a stick or find something or just, like, make, make them know that I see them, uh, I care about them, and I'm there to serve them and protect them. So... With that, you want to make every every child feel comfortable with the relationship that they have with, with us as a whole. And, like, the worst thing that I see is when I interact with a child and then the parent says, hey, uh, you know, if you don't eat your dinner, then he's going to come for you. And then we always have to correct that. No, that's not – we're not here. To, we're here only to help you. If you ever need help and you find an officer, we will do whatever we can to always help you. And that – I'll tell you, if we if – we Get anyone to apply who has a desire to help. I think that is our ideal candidate. Uh, Lieutenant, I've never asked you this. I'm going to embarrass you publicly. What do you want your legacy to be when you finally leave this career? This career? Oh, my legacy to be my children. Um, this career? I just want to uh, people to always look back and know that I had high integrity, high morals, and I always did what was right. I think that's a great answer, Lieutenant, and I think a lot of folks focus on career and don't bring in the family, so that was a wonderful answer. Uh, so thank you, Lieutenant Ward, for joining us today, and John, I can't thank you enough for being at times a co-host and always a friend, so thank you both for being here today. I want to thank Bonneville for this time, Ed, our producer, and most importantly, the community for supporting the men and women in law enforcement. Until next week, stay safe. You've been listening to 50Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.